Here I am, the electric car superstar, talking to you wherever you are. Produced by Christopher Fletcher, audio from FLF Beats, and this article comes to you from Teslarati. Now, this is the second part to a three-part series in this long article. It contains a ton of information, but uh, first and foremost, I'd like to introduce you guys to the sweet beat behind my voice, which is Futuristic Elroy. Now, this beat cannot be bought. You can't go to iTunes. You can't go online. You can't find this anywhere because this beat was made exclusively for the Electrification Nation and Patreon subscribers. So if you subscribe to Patreon, you can hit up this beat. We're going to also do something more fun with this beat. You got to tune in to the end of the show to check out some of the details in that. And on to the article here. Number four. Transport emissions are a big part of our national emissions. There are some that claim transport emissions are significant and we should be focusing on other areas. They say as though our civilization can only do one thing at a time and we weren't already working on these areas. We are. One article even stated EVs can never offset more than 12% of Canada's emissions. This is all very misleading and fundamentally incorrect. Environment Canada data shows transportation CO2 equivalent emissions are 23% of Canada's total. Since roughly half of that is attributed to passenger vehicles that work out to the 12% number above, but that's not the whole story, not even close. That number excludes buses and freight truck transport, which would see electrification or equivalent. Once included, the total rise to approximately 20% of Canada's national greenhouse gas emission. Wait, there's more. It leaves out how we got the fuel in the first place. The oil and gas sector, which accounts for 26% of our total national emissions. If we break out the amount related to oil processing for passenger vehicles, buses, and freight trucks, the result is another 10%. Adding to the 20% from direct vehicle emissions to 10% for oil processing, result in total of 30% of our national CO2E emissions. 30%. That's a big deal. Number five, incentives will help make EVs more affordable for everyone, speeding up their adoption across the world. The purpose of incentives is to help the technology mature more quickly so that it will become economically viable for a much broader sector of the public. Thus, the benefits of that technology can be had for many more people and much sooner than would otherwise be possible. Incentives are arguably one of the most democratic ways of advancing a technology. If people don't want EVs, then government money doesn't go there. Governments also invest in the development of new technologies through things like tax rebates or grants to decry the incentives for EVs while giving a pass to traditional automakers receiving hundreds of millions in factory rebates or conveniently forgetting the automotive industry bailout is cherry-picking the facts. There are many spin-off benefits from electric vehicle adoption that makes them a good public investment. More electric vehicles help balance our electricity demand between day and night, make better use of our resources, grow our economy by replacing old technologies, create new jobs, and reduce pollution, which improves quality of life 
while reducing healthcare costs. I could go on. Number six, electric car batteries can and are being recycled. These are articles that claim electric car batteries are toxic sludge. While Tesla has published a good deal of information about their batteries and recycling programs, their batteries are ROHS compliant and fully recyclable. ROHS refers to the Restriction of Hazardous Substance Directive for Electrical and Electronic Equipment, adopted in 2003 by the EU. Tesla recycles their batteries 100% within the Europe and as 60% in the U.S., according to their blog. They are also building a new recycling facility at the Nevada Gigafactory. Seems like there won't be much toxic sludge to worry about. That's number six. We're going to cover and we're going to clean this article up tomorrow on our Friday show. We got that uh, futuristic Elroy hitting up behind my voice right now. That's that sweet beat. You guys know what to do with that. But I'm going to do my thing right now. I'm going to talk about the article. We're going to go back to front here. We just talked about the batteries being recycled. Batteries have been a part of our society for, for many, many years. A lot of people don't care about the recycling part of batteries. When was the last time one of your kids was concerned about the recycling of their AA batteries on their Xbox One or PS4 controller? None. I don't think the PS4 has a, a big AA batteries, but the Xbox One does. But that's my point. We, we have been using batteries for a very, very long time. And we're going to continue using batteries. Batteries is going to be part of our society. We can implement them into cars. We can recycle them. Uh, Tesla put it straightforward that they're, they're going to have a recycling plant right in their Nevada facility, which is huge. You see it from space, from what I hear. So you can't really say that the carbon footprint is greater with an electric car simply because of the chemical processes that are within the battery. Because the same way you go to the gas station and fill up your car and not care is the same way you go out and you buy a battery for something that you need a battery for and not care. Same reason why you buy your cell phone with the uh, extended battery and not care. We, we like to have portable power, so why not have portable power get us from point A to B? Now, moving on to the next one, we go, incentives will help make EVs more affordable for everyone, speeding up their adoption across the world. Now, we do need incentives. Why? Because there's a lot of misinformation out there on the, in, in the EV sector. There's not a huge motivation for the dealership association to push these vehicles because these cars, they leave the dealership and they rarely come back. And for a dealership, that presents a problem because they make money after the sale when you come back, when you have to come back for that oil change and they find something else wrong that you have to fix. So the incentive is not there for them to push the electric car. Why would a dealership push an electric car? Why would a dealership want their customer base to have an electric car? There really isn't a lot of reasons for it. The low maintenance alone is, is a hindrance to their bottom line. You know, the manufacturer can make money off of the consumer after the fact if they sold their full-blown models right off the assembly line, like make every car 
the best car they can make and limit it with software and just have people pay for upgrades. That's one way you can make money after the car is sold. But that's, that doesn't involve the dealership model. Unless you gave the dealerships unlock key codes for these softwares, it's not, I mean, it really isn't gonna happen. Because basically it's gonna be an app store in your car, you know, when you want to upgrade to all wheel drive, you're gonna go on your app store, you're gonna pay for all wheel drive, and within the time it takes them to download the, the unlock code into your car or the program into your car, Voila, you have all-wheel drive. It, it's it's going to get there, and that's how I see it happening. As soon as the manufacturers realize that they can make money this way after the sale and get their product on the road, which is basically what they need to do. They need to get these cars on the road and out there. So the incentive is needed. The incentive is needed to push the better technology onto the populace. People are, if, if you are dead set, against an electric car, you're not gonna buy an electric car. Whether they sell it to you for the cheapest price possible, if you're dead set against it, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be buying an electric car. These incentives are for the people that are thinking, hey, maybe this will work for me. I, I'm interested. I want to check this out. I've heard this podcast, great podcast by the way, called the Electric Car Superstar. And this guy is pretty awesome, you know? The electrification nation is pretty awesome. So I, I'm going to take, I, I'm going to put my thoughts aside when it comes to ICE vehicles. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to test drive an electric car. This, this is what's needed. It, it's the information is out there. If the incentive is out there. One of the things that I see happening with the ICE industry is what they're doing is they're, they're honestly, I, I don't know how much it costs them to make the car. I read somewhere GM is losing money with their Chevy Bolt full um, electric EV. But I, I believe they're overcharging for the car just to make up difference from the money they think they're gonna lose off of aftermarket, after sale profit. I, I believe they're upping the price of these vehicles because they know, hey, people are gonna pay more for a car that is gonna have less problems with it. So the incentives need to be there, whether the incentives be for the dealership, the incentive may be for the manufacturer, for so the, the, the incentive be there for the consumer. The incentive needs to be there so that we could push this technology out there because there, there is a wall and the wall is being set by the ICE industry, possibly the oil industry, it, it's out there and, and some I, and I would like to think some municipalities are dead set against this because there is there is a tax revenue loss when people stop buying gas. They make money off of people buying gas. They surely do. Fuel is heavily taxed in some areas, in some countries. Here in the United States, um, I don't know what the tax percentage is every time you fill up your tank, but I always said that if uh, you're part of the Tea Party, that's the Tax Enough Already Party, you all should be driving EVs because um, you are taxed heavily at the gas pump. And uh, you guys should just, you know, do your protest that way. Go out and buy Teslas, Leafs, plug-in hybrids, get your bolt on, get your bolt on. You know, that I, that's what I think you guys should be doing. And then we're going to move to our third and last one. Transport emissions are a big part of our nation's 
emissions. Now, what they're talking about here is that when they construed the numbers of the emission made by the ICE engine in, in, in this chart here, they separate, you know, passenger vehicle to the industrial vehicle and public transportation. Now, in all fairness, they all should be lumped in together. Why not? If, if, if electrification is happening, it's not just going to happen to the moped in the garage. It's not going to just happen to the van in your driveway. It, it's going to happen throughout the transportation industry, including public transportation and commercial transportation. I see it happening here. You know, I, I, there's a few police cars here that are Chevy Volts. They're plug-in electric vehicles. They're PHEV police cars here in my municipality. And I love it. I see them. I get my 0.5. And, and I'm loving life because they're, they're moving in the right direction. They see the benefits of the less maintenance and the less fuel costs. So taxpayers are paying less for that policeman to do his job than they were before. So if if you're if you're part of the movement that think that the government wastes money, there's no bigger waste of money than driving around in ICE vehicles that we have to pay people to fuel and we have to pay for the fuel that fuels them. We make our own electricity. Every municipality makes their own electricity. I mean, I don't know what goes on in Europe. Maybe some countries make electricity for other countries over there. But here in the United States, we make our own electricity. Um, I believe I live near Niagara Falls. That behemoth of structure over there, that electric, uh, electric monstrosity that, that generates probably, I, I don't even know what kilowatt output it is over there with that, with that natural resource of power. But I believe that powers both Canada and the United States. So the, the clean energy is out there. It is real. It's not some make-believe hoopla thing. It's not the reason why I drive an electric car. But when you make, when you're talking about dollars and tax dollars and keeping money in your municipality, then we have to get away from foreign resources. Foreign resources is the gas that you put in your car. So yes, there should there is a big lie out there where they say that you know the emissions for the ICE is um, car passenger car is lower than than, than than possible because they separate the the three headed monster there, which is the public transportation industry and the service industry, and that. It's got to be all up together. I mean, if they're all ICE, then they're all contributing to your pollution standards. That's it. I covered the three things there. We're going to cover number seven, which is the last one tomorrow. That's going to be the close off. I may do some shout out, some shout outs, but you know, back back to like who wrote this article. It was published by Chad Burnt in Lifestyle Model Three, and it was. I believe republished by Teslarati. I like to sit here and thank those two people. I, I like to thank Teslarati. I believe they have a podcast too. If you get a chance, look that up. I've read many articles from them. They they support the electrification community like, like no other. I mean, I, I see their articles. They're great reads. 
They do a great job pushing it forward. One of these days, I am going to sit down. I'm going to try and listen to my other podcast to see what that's all about. And I'll talk about that more on here. And uh, also like to thank, you know, Chad and in Lifestyle for Model 3 News. So you guys hit this article out of the park. It, it must be a great article if I'm de- devoting three episodes to it. And you know what else I'm devoting three episodes to? Futuristic Aeroid. Now that's the sweet beat behind my voice. Uh, that's the beat. I mentioned it right before the article read. I might have tricked our producer into playing it, but he probably shut it down for the article and restarted again. That, that It's a great beat. This beat you cannot buy anywhere. You can't. You can't buy it on iTunes. You can't buy it. Wherever you buy beats, you can't buy this. This is exclusive for you guys. You know, it's a hot rap beat. Old Jay-Z style using Justice theme sample. That's why I named it Futuristic Airway. I was given the responsibility of naming the beat. Now, this is where it's going to get kind of kind of cool. Now, I, I've been on Facebook. I've been on Twitter. I've been on social media sites. And they have these, these challenges out there where people get on a beat and they rap to the beat, they sing to the beat, they rock to the beat, whatever you got to do. Read a book to the beat, do some some Dr. Seuss to the beat, and they put it out there and they call it a challenge. So we're issuing it out there, me, and I talked to Christopher Fletcher just momently about this, and if he disagrees with it, you probably will never hear this. So you're hearing it from me right now. I'm putting out there the futuristic Aeroid Challenge, and we're going to be listening to this stuff. Uh, tag it everywhere at Futuristic Aeroid, and... Rap to this beat, put something nice out there, and if if it sounds good, we're we're gonna actually throw it on iTunes. Why not? We're gonna pick out a, a great song, the best one we can find out there, and we're gonna throw it on iTunes. Uh, I don't know how long the challenge is gonna happen for, but you know that's at our discretion. So, but I'm throwing it out there. Who knows what might happen? I hear all these challenges going out there. So the Electrification Nation is gonna challenge you guys. To all the rappers out there, I know this show is not about raps. It's not about, you know, singing or anything else. It's about electric cars. But we do have beats behind this voice. They are the sole sponsors of the show. You know, you guys subscribe to Patreon so that you can receive this beat. And throw it behind some good rap music, some good pop music, some country music. Whatever you you want to, if you want to twang to it. Twang to it, put it out there, make it a challenge. We got the futuristic Aeroid challenge with this beat, and I'm hoping to hear some good, cool stuff. We might even uh, feature a few at the end of some of these podcasts. So, thank you everyone for participating today. Thank you for listening to the show. Push it. You guys know how to do that. Our three social media sites Pinterest, Facebook, and Twitter. You know, do what you do in those things. Uh, push the show forward. We're growing. Our numbers are actually going up. I love it. You know, and you guys are, are awesome. You're patient with us. We we throw the format around. We switch our days up, and you guys still do. You guys are still here. Either you love the abuse or you love the show. I'm trying to say that you love the show. So we love you guys. Continue to support. I'm gonna end it right here. If I forgot anything, nsantiago at electriccarsuperstar.com. Email me. Feel free. 
to let me know what's on your mind, what's going on. Uh, read an article for me if you want. Uh, check out and see if there's any kind of uh, interview that you want to do. Some of the interviews that I'm looking for, I am looking for a Bolt interview. I'm looking for a Tesla Model 3 interview. I don't know if uh, some people probably got their hands on them. I believe I would like to get that interview, uh, get some people talking about that. I would like uh, a BMW i3 interview. Uh, I know I've hit that car a little bit here and uh, I've talked about it. I know our producer, Christopher Fletcher, actually test drove one. I've never been in one. I see them. I know I joke around about the skinny tires, stuff like that, but who knows? That might improve performance. That might do something. There might be some benefit to that. So uh, BMW i3 interview, I would love to have. And uh, that's about it. So you guys hit us up, email us, send us some love. You, got, I, I, you might find me on some of the social media sites. I hit them rarely because I'm either working or doing this. So you guys, how, you guys know how it goes. So I am the electric car superstar. You guys out there pushing the show, growing the show are the electrification nation. The sweet beat behind my voice featuring futuristic Elroy is FLX Beats. And the man making me sound great playing podcast producer Christopher Fletcher. And we are out.